0: She's actually like pretty much like like almost like a carbon copy of Sona, mm-hmm. and she stands on this platform, and she hovers on a platform with a mic stand, and she just sings so like, it's oh, yeah, it's sick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny.
1: That's that's basically what you do though, right? Like you go to Art Street Tavern, you stand on a platform, yeah. And, and
0: you, I and float you around. I use abilities. I flash in there. You know what I mean. <laughs> Ignite real quick, let it go.
2: Your appearance now is what
0: we call residual self-image. It's the mental projection yeah. Sometimes it song. don't You never know That's just how I go That's just how That's just how I go That's just how
2: I feel, huh? Realer than the devil Was supposed to be I kill, huh? Favorite rapper On the one that post To see it's so sick Neo with the whole shit Guys gift They wonder what I think I've been up the hijinks I'm, the hijinks. I'm about 5'11 and 7'8 Let us sit on his dick Let me demonstrate Kevin Gates Six jobs, yeah One of them's TikTok it takes time like I did the ride so get the vibe Hey, bruh, they been a ride. Get them incentivized Some of them Gemini's, uh Coming like Giannis, literally calmness Uh, smoking the bomb shit I feel like a bomb threat, uh She said she wanna sweat like a sauna Uh, she's such a stoner Johnny's a cone, yeah Uh, I brought the gang in Feel like the penguin, uh We watching gangland, but this ain't a gangland uh, Sometimes it hit, sometimes it don't Yeah, now Never know, sometimes it hit, sometimes it don't, you never know, sometimes it hit, sometimes it don't, you never know, that's just how I go, that's just I go, sometimes it hit, sometimes it don't, you never know, sometimes it hit, sometimes it don't, you never know, sometimes it hit, sometimes it don't, you never know, that's just how that's just how I go, that's just how that's just how I go. I get shorty son. call huh? I'll
1: Hello, and welcome to another CT vs. Audio interview. This episode, I'm talking with Kef the Chef from Bridgeport. The song you heard in the intro is How It Go, a song from Kef's new EP, Junk Food, which came out in January, and it just got a physical release last month. You may know Kef the Chef from The Quest, which is a musical collective featuring many other great artists, such as Mooncha, DJ Fife and Mark DeMighty. We'll be talking with Kef about his EP Junk Food, his live show, what it's like to work as a teacher, and who he mains on League of Legends. If you know Kef, you know he's a super thoughtful guy, which is why I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. But before I do that, I want to mention a very special gig that is happening this week. August 26th, which is a Thursday night, Kef is hosting the New Haven Grand Prix at Stella Blues. It's got a massive lineup, uh, including Kef and Indigo, Drew203, Yeshua, and more. Plenty of people that we've uh, covered on our blog, so a lot of familiar faces. That starts at 8 p.m. Thursday night, and you don't want to miss it. And if you're listening to this in the future... Dude, I'm so sorry you missed it, and that's what you get for not subscribing sooner. Here it is, my interview with Kef the Chef. All right, so joining me today, I have a very good friend of mine. All right, we go back a long ways. Way, Kef. way, way
0: back. <laughs> Kef, way the back. Chef,
1: how's it going, Kef?
0: Hey, man, how is it going? Um, great to be here. Long been wanting to talk to uh, you. In front of Crunch House, especially. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. So no better so, place.
1: Those of you that are listening, uh, just the audio, uh, we are actually in front of Crunch House right now, uh, recording. That's where we we both are. We're physically there, <laughs> right there right now. Yep. Um But yeah, you mentioned that, you know, we've been wanting to talk. I remember, so our blog went on a hiatus uh, at the very beginning. Yeah, I did
0: remember that, yeah.
1: Yeah, and like before then, we had started like some conversations about like maybe doing a podcast, and I think it kind of fell through, and that's my Mm -hmm. fault, and so.
0: No um, problem. Honestly, my fault too. You know how it was going down around then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: So to start, I like to ask every guest the same question. Uh, so this is an easy one. What is your very favorite place in Connecticut? And obviously, it doesn't have to be music related, but it can Ooh, be if that's kind of what. That
0: is a be. good one. My very favorite place in Connecticut. It's it's interesting. I guess it would have to be a park, some sort of park or something. I'm thinking my favorite place. Maybe lately it's been like Bearsley Park. Really yeah what, so what
1: about it what about there uh, it's just it
0: like it's in bridgeport right mm-hmm. so like it checks that box like <laughs> born and raised here yeah. and um it's just sort of it's represented a lot of different things in my life at different times mm-hmm. and how i was there when i was really young and then i like i kind of wasn't there for a while and I've kind of been going there a lot lately and it's just I've been taking in the foliage and the trees and just like all this stuff. And it's like it's just it's so refreshing, I guess, to see that in Bridgeport and in like the midst of what can seem like some pretty chaotic shit. And like, it's right. just nice. It's like. It's it's peaceful, <laughs> like it's, it's it's like a peaceful place.
1: Yeah. So you go way back yeah. to this place then. You said that you went there whenever when you were a kid
0: yeah yeah i was young um i've lived all over Bridgeport, like every side and um around the time when i was living over there yeah i was i would go there for birthday parties and just you know i mean kickball and shit like you know just doing shit do
1: you do you feel like uh the quarantine or the pandemic has changed how you like your relationship with outdoors
0: it has a hundred percent i feel like i got you know, like I'm a homebody kind of person, but it, it, it got extreme right. at that time. <laughs> and like, yeah. you know what I mean? I wasn't really the type to do that a lot. Like me going out, like I would go out like a lot at night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Go to a bar, go to a show, you know what I mean? Because I'm usually working and shit. So right. around quarantine, yeah, it was just like an opportunity for me to like, it just kind of came into my lap where I was just like, I got to get out of here. Like, I got to go somewhere. <laughs> like, I got to just leave. Like, I got to just walk. Like, I have to, like, I don't have anywhere to go, but I have to just like invent something. Gotcha. <laughs> like it's seen. And so, yeah, like I just started walking around like my neighborhood and shit. And I realized, yeah, oh, wait, like I'm right next to this fucking park. Like, <laughs> I might as well just walk down there. So, yeah. I've been walking down there and yeah, it's, it's really been like my little thing, kind of like something I found, you know, to kind of keep me calm sometimes and kind of just like, it's like a nice walk. Like it's a long ass walk. <laughs> like it's way <laughs> too hot to be doing this shit today, but <laughs> it is true. nice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh, second question I have for you, very easy, pretty standard. Um, does utilizing time properly make our lives more meaningful and happy?
0: Utilizing time properly make our lives more meaningful and happy. Oh, yeah. I think it does. I don't know if it makes it more meaningful, but it does make it. I think there's happiness in that. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't
1: What you mean by that?
0: So, like, utilizing time properly is like, I wouldn't want that to be too definitive of what life is. So like, I don't want that to represent someone's meaning in my mind, like, because utilizing time properly is like a, it's like subject. It's, it's a hard thing to do at any given time. Like Jeff Bezos and all those motherfuckers, like they got it down. But like a lot of us, I feel like even those who do utilize it properly, it's like, I think that like with like mental stress, I feel like especially plays into that But I do think that it's not something to be afraid of. Like, it can help. And it's something that I've kind of found like recently that, like, you know, like something as simple as that, like using your time properly, like, you know what I mean? And actually, like, whether that be to do something for yourself or, you know, like make a fucking beat or something, you know what I mean? Like, it's all relative. And it's just like, but it is, yeah, it's something that. I used to kind of scorn at, but I do understand that there is like, I'm like not very organized, but I'm getting on it. And it's like, I see the value in this shit, you know? So.
1: Yeah. And sometimes it feels good. Like there's Mm. something, I think intrinsically, like if you tell yourself, all right, this hour, I'm going to just be doing this task. And then you actually do that. Um, It feels good. Like I I feel good. Like I want to pat myself on the back, be like, good job for actually following through. (laughs) Yeah. Like I've
0: been telling my friend this too. Like, like it's just like the small shit, you know, like you don't have to do it all in one day. But what you can do for yourself is do something small, set yourself a small goal, do something that you can accomplish and get that feeling. Like you know what I mean? Give yourself that feeling.
1: Would you describe yourself as a busybody?
0: Oh, uh, as a busy body, I think in a different way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm always sort of thinking about the next thing. I think it's something that I really get caught up in. Um, I'm always sort of looking forward, always sort of like anxiously excited about things to come and always trying to like control that is really the thing because. Right. Yeah. It's like so much is like in the buildup of stuff especially for me. Like I get so built up like before shows and shit like that. I'm like,
1: yeah. yeah. So, so with that in mind, then like as, as somebody who likes to look ahead and get excited about the future, how has yeah. like, the past year and a half been for you in that regard?
0: Yeah. So the because past year
1: stolen from us, you know? Yeah.
0: It's like, and it's so funny. Like a lot of what you're asking me today, I would have answered a lot differently, maybe even like a month or two months ago, because I was really, uh, I was sort of, yeah, I was stuck in a way because, yeah, I was thrown off by a lot of the shit, like shit going on with these fucking like political shit going on everywhere. With And it was just it was a lot. Like I was really overwhelmed. Like I got over fucking wound and it, it, and it took a toll on me for a while. But I sort of um I started talking to my dad a lot, honestly. And he he's someone who's been through like mad shit like he's like an old dude and he sort of helped guide me to um how I can like manipulate things for myself like in a way and how you know like I just have to commit and it was just that simple though you know what I mean it just became that simple for me where it's just like like if you build it they will come like you just gotta like do it and um so it's something that I've really just gotten into and it's really brought me, um, a lot of peace with myself, honestly, looking forward. Yeah. yeah, And shit.
1: Okay. Um, it's, so it sounds like it's kind of like helping take control over the things you have the ability to take control over, like, because it's out
0: of our hands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's just like, do what I can and really, yeah. And just really see things through, see things all the way through and don't, like, especially those things that, like, are important, quote-unquote, but just making yourself comfortable by, like, going through sort of, like, unorthodox, per se, things, or just things that I'm not used to, but, yeah, it's just getting used to these things and sort of getting over them so I can do other things, it felt like. like. Like, I just had to take care of just, like, things in front of me
2: right and shit
0: right
1: so you were mentioning that you are originally from bridgeport and you've kind of lived all over Mm -hmm. um but i whenever i think about you as like a quote unquote you know like like regional musician like Mm -hmm. i don't know is that new haven or is that bridgeport because i always see you as kind of like dipping your toes in both how do you feel about that like do you identify more with bridgeport or kind of as like a hybrid
0: yeah, it's it's like a it's sort of a hybrid. It it's it goes through its waves, you know what I mean? Um it really started because I went to southern for school. So I ended up moving out there um and I was working on music with this guy Color Plus who um like we had a group called like Ghost Row, I believe, and we were doing like a bunch of shit kind of just like around in New York. Like he was really connected in New York and um he started making like techno beats and shit kind of so like he started doing his own thing. Um and so yeah, like I was at Southern and I remember I think it was old self. I talked to one of my roommates and I was like, "Yo, like I need shows out here. Like I don't know what the fuck is good with Connecticut at all." You know what I mean? Cuz I had started doing shit like in New York. It was it was interesting. Um so then yeah, and like I think he showed um old self and then Mm -hmm. yeah i like did a show at crunch house that was my first like ct show pretty much like yeah and then yeah
1: so i was gonna say you uh recently in a in an instagram story you you had said something about like so we're we're talking right now you have a gig tomorrow at crunch house Mm -hmm. which is really exciting but like i was uh fascinated by the your uh use of your the way that you phrased it you said like uh that you have a gay crunch house and this is where you are baptized into new haven
0: <laughs> and yeah <laughs>
1: and i thought it was such an interesting turn of phrase uh what does that mean yeah. to
0: you well it's just like it meant the underground like to me it it meant like for me like being like 19 maybe it was like mm-hmm it felt like I was it it felt kind of surreal because I really love hip hop and I love performing and I love like I just it felt yeah and like doing that for the first time and being in there and like the feeling I had and I was like yo it's a small ass fucking room and it's like (laughs) yo this shit is fucking sick I feel like this is some like real shit you know what I mean and it was like a vibe that like I was so excited about like I just remember being excited about the prospect of like just like the whole idea. And literally from then, like every show I ever got was like, could be like seven degrees of that. Like I just got word of mouth from that. Like right. that was it. It's,
1: it's interesting doing these, doing this podcast and talking with people because it's like, I would say crunch house probably comes up in almost every episode in some way for the same reason that you're saying, yeah. that there's, there's like this kind of like, seven degrees of separation where like everybody has their crunch house story you know like the first time they played there what their best show was how miserable it is to load up your equipment in there yeah Uh, you know oh my
0: god it's like i i even put on a few shows there i did like a new year's show and like i brought a keg out there (laughs) (laughs) it was crazy man um i remember some guy i actually booked another show there and some guy fucking pulled up and he like spray painted the fucking wall outside. And Whoa. I was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> and, like, <laughs> what the fuck? And like I had to pay the guy for painting shit. It was it was like nuts. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then like it went through like a few owners and shit. And it was always yeah. yeah, like for a while. And then like it was like shut down, down. So like it's yeah. And like to see it back, it's like crazy. It's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah.
1: So when this comes out, you will have already played at, uh, at Crunch House. So uh, we're going to pretend like it already happened. <laughs> so, uh, so what? So what can you tell me about that gig? How'd it go?
0: I mean, it was crazy. Like <laughs> it was like I needed that so bad. Uh, the crowd was nuts. I really, I enjoyed wearing that crazy outfit. Um, it was very yeah, you're
1: were, you were wearing a breathable, suicide,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. but it was nice it was breathable it was um it was cool man the crowd was into the shit like it was dope (laughs) i had to do it to (laughs) him um
1: so uh but uh so on a serious note is there like is this is not your first time like back on stage now that like quarantine is over because you just finished playing at art street tavern
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um how do you feel like like has anything changed since like before and after the pandemic in terms of like how you approach your live show or, or what you well, think about your own music?
0: I think that what I've seen is there's a new sort of there's a new there's a little bit more engagement I've noticed mm-hmm. from concert goers or audience in general.
1: Do you think that's just like people like excited to be outdoors or do you? Yes. You know, I
0: think that it's a lot of just a wave of that people just excited to be outdoors. But I think a lot of it's to stay because I think it's like allowed a lot of stuff to sort of spread out, like Mm -hmm. a lot of names to get out. And it's a more yeah, it seems a bit more fluid now, I think. Like things, I don't know if that's just me. Yeah,
1: fluid. What do you mean?
0: It's just, I guess, uh, the connection between the. I think it all seems more fluid, just like the sound people to the, to the connection between like the audience and the performers. Um, It's yeah, it doesn't seem like people aren't paying attention. Like that's something that I kind of got from Connecticut shows sometimes that. A lot of people can be like outside or doing all types of different shit.
1: Hold up, you're not you're not talking shit about Connecticut, are
0: you? Nah, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I'm just no. Nah, look, I'm saying that we I, have I'm improved. <laughs> I'm holding, I'm holding us accountable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so I have seen though, like, an yeah, it just seems cooler, more genuine, and I think that some of it is gonna stay. I think that a lot of it is like just like a rush but i think that it's actually surprisingly gonna be beneficial and like in the long run
1: okay that people appreciate these yeah. experiences where maybe they didn't so much. yeah
0: that they actually are giving these things a try like you know what i mean yeah and that's um, always been the idea that we're looking for
1: and uh out of all the memes that i've ever made for you know for our <laughs> social media stuff the one that probably got like the most pushback was like I made a joke about like how Connecticut audiences were really good, and I had like, I had, like five people who were like, you need "Oh, to wow. ask, you need to ask Chappelle about that. What's he think about that?" Yeah, <laughs> because I guess I guess he had like a bad experience.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, Connecticut audiences. Yeah, like there's been some interesting. A lot of shows in Waterbury went left too, man. I remember they had a few rappers out there and. It gets pretty crazy. I don't know what it is about Connecticut audiences. They just like. They just have these really strange reactions. Like it's like, yeah. Like, why is he getting like booed out of Connecticut? I will never understand that. It beats me like I wasn't there. Like I wouldn't have been booing him, even if he just I mean, and I watched it. He kind of like he was having a bad day, but it's just. The crowd was just like, ugh, it was like a bad dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It felt like a bad dream.
1: Yeah. I can't imagine being on stage and having the audience turn against you. I feel like I would never want to be on stage ever again. If something like that, yeah,
0: happened. that would really, really throw me off. Like, especially for him, because I mean, like, he had been going through a bunch of shit. So he was just kind of getting back on. He should have see, he should have waited a little bit, you know. That's the thing about Connecticut audiences is that you know i mean like gotta be on it like (laughs) this is connecticut man this is this is the mecca
2: (laughs) we
1: certainly we certainly think so yeah
0: this is Um, this is it
1: so in terms of your own music um you're you're both an MC and a producer so Mm -hmm. you kind of style yourself as like a rapper slash producer um yeah what what about doing all of that yourself appeals to you? Because that seems like the harder way to do it.
0: Um, the most appealing part is that I like, I'm very picky, I think is the idea. I'm very picky with beats. Yeah. And I'm picky in general with my hip hop. And I, and I feel like that sort of has always, made me internalize it and like it's just a like i like enjoy it too like it is difficult but a lot of it's just about comfort like i really feel like beats are yeah like kind of like mad important like i can't even tell like which one i like more sometimes honestly (laughs) But like but it's just like i like that i'm in control of it and i think that i'm hard to kind of I'm like hard to please with hip hop and I think that I'm able to make shit that I like though. So like, I think it's just a natural thing. Like my ear is for like the shit that I'm actually usually made, usually able to make, like, I feel like I do need to learn how to make beats a little bit better. Like I do need to learn some new techniques and shit. Like, I'm not even saying that like, I'm not good. I just feel like, some beats in my head like I can't make you know what I mean like sometimes I'll hear a beat in my head and it kind of sucks like fuck, fuck like you know what I mean like I wish I could kind of like lay that out um mm-hmm. but like a lot of it's sampling though too so a lot of it just comes from hearing shit like just like hearing shit around and I think yeah I I really love samples and so it's it's kind of hard to have an ear for that and I feel like I kind of have an ear for shit that's kind of like hypnotic and shit and i yeah like it just it goes together it's it's a strange thing but like me rapping and producing it feels like it sort of has to happen sometimes like it's crazy
1: (laughs) but but you say it has to happen but i feel like that's you're you're kind of an exception to that right because i feel like most people they they usually specialize in one area Mm -hmm. um now, you mentioned that you were that you were picky about certain things. What do you mean by that? What do you mean about being, like, picky about hip-hop?
0: So, like, yeah, like, I've really, when it comes to collaboration, I, I think, uh, yeah, like, I don't really, it's weird. Like, I really have a real sound that kind of gets me to want to rap sometimes. Like, and I actually also, honestly, I don't really know too many producers who kind of it's 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 like weird working with a producer over the internet. Like it's always felt kind of weird to me, um, because yeah, like I really like that feeling of being there, like rapping and like yeah, like a lot of that contributes to it. So yeah, like that's like something that like it doesn't like get in the way, but that also contributes to like a lot of why like I do my own shit. But I also just love to do it, and it's like it's like yeah. It, It's just picky because like I don't really it's it's like hard to find shit that really gives me the goosebumps and shit and really like gets me like that. And I've like, yeah, I've always like looked for it, but I've always haven't had to look too hard for it because I can kind of do it and like I love to do it and I do get that satisfaction from like making the beat and rapping over it. Like, I don't even think about it sometimes. Like I'll be playing my shit for people and I'll be like mad, focus on the lyrics, like crazy. And like, I'll just kind of like, remember like, Oh shit. Like, yeah. And yeah, like it seems pretty regular to me, but sometimes it is pretty bugged out. I'm like, Oh wow. Like I've really (laughs) fucking just did that. Like, like the whole fucking thing.
2: Yeah.
1: So you were, you were saying that like, there's not a lot of things that will like give you goosebumps when you listen yeah um, so if you can help me understand what about music grabs you can you give me an example of like it can either be hmm. like your work or can be yeah. somebody else's work where you heard something and you were like oh like that's that's the stuff like that's what I'm looking for
0: you know what I mean? guess yeah it's just um for me it's usually something I'm gonna try to paint the picture for you because it really is a physical feeling like yeah it's like you feel it but it's like I think that it's a sound that sort of hits you emotionally i think it's a sound that like yeah it it puts it's it paints a picture like visually it's it's sort of like it's like you hear something and it like yeah it grabs you it literally makes you do something like it grabs your attention and i feel like the sounds that kind of do that for me is just like it's it's crazy, but it's because it can be anything like it's not even always hip hop like it could be any song like I love like shit from the 80s, like Hall and Oates and shit like is some of my most like I can listen to that shit all day like Wham, <laughs> Elder Barge, like Billy Joel fucking like, dude, I, I just love how shit can go together and i feel like mm-hmm. a lot of shit like especially like Hall hollow notes like they are sort of like kind of like minimal sometimes but they just have these tones and like the way that they commit to singing and like the the fucking emotion and like it really like yeah it, like you feel like you're watching something like when you listen to s- some songs sometimes and i think that's what it is for me like something that can sort of like pop like visually and just really like yeah, like, because I'm like a, I'm like an empathetic type of dude. Like, so like, yeah, it 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 like sounds that fucking resonate me are ones that are, yeah, like fucking like change me in a moment.
1: And so you haven't sampled Hall & Oates yet, but that'll be coming up, right? Damn, have I sampled Hall & Oates? I'm trying to I, think. I don't think you have.
0: Um... I have some beats. That's funny. Like, I have some beats that i made, but I haven't <laughs> rapped over them. But I yeah. did sample, uh, I think it was Private Eye.
2: Yeah. Is that Notes?
0: Private I, Eye. I don't think it that it is. I think no. Um... I think it is Hollow Notes. Uh, no,
1: it is. Yeah, Hollow Notes is uh, Private
0: Eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... Oh my God. I slowed like that guitar down. Oh yeah. I I need to find that beat. That shit was crazy, but I just (laughs) never, um, yeah, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's the thing with making beats too. It's like so many beats. It's, it's like hard to choose. Like it's hard to choose, but I've been, like you said though, before using time, like in a productive way, it's like, Mm -hmm. It's really about just, yeah, choosing beats and not like because I get into like just making too many and I'm, I don't even know <laughs> what the fuck I want to do. Like, I have to stop myself because I need to like, like write to this shit. Like, right. you know what I mean? So was uh, Unoya,
1: was that your first collection of like released music? Unoya,
0: you know, yeah. that was my first like solo thing. Yeah, I think so. I think it was, mostly, you know, yeah.
1: yeah, that's mostly you like in the producer seat.
0: Yeah, that was like speaking of beat overload. That's all that was. I remember I was I was at Southern just sitting in my dorm and I was like. I'm with this girl, I'm like, yo, I have like. So like I I could put out a beat tape right now and still have too <laughs> many beats, like literally. And so, yeah, and she was like, do it, do it. And I was like, all right. And like I took like a few hours and I just like went through all the beats and just just literally just put them all out and just um yeah it's it's crazy because like it's so old but like whenever like I need to show somebody some beats it's nice because I because I sort of have that And, and it's it's all like it's all types of crazy different beats but yeah it was just like a sampler that I wanted to I wanted people to be able to play my beats at other places like that's what that kind of was it was like yeah, like it was a weird like phenomenon because all my friends were telling me how they would like smoke and fucking like rap in their cars and shit over my beats and shit.
1: <laughs> well, it is, it's funny that you say that it was kind of like a showcase, right? Like it's like yeah. kind of you, um, because there's so many, it's what, like 24, 25 tracks? Yeah, I was going to say they're it's all, like all, yeah, they're all very different though. You know, like like yeah. some of them like transcend genres or transcend moods. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And the way, that you do that um
0: that's when i was really uh experimenting a lot like with beats definitely i was really trying to like i would hear like the type of beat and i would try to make a beat tight, like like it you know what i mean like i would try to make like a trap type beat or try to make a beat like this and so like a lot of those beats were just sort of like that (laughs) like Mm
1: -hmm. and so you said that you were like experimenting and i feel like and you can tell me if i'm wrong but i feel like your stuff now is is experimenting in a different way, like I, yeah. I feel like you're really curious about stuff like song structure, and like yeah, and stuff like that. Um, is that something you deliberately like try to make, or is that just kind of how it naturally comes to you?
0: Yeah, you actually really hit it on the head with that. I'm really, yeah. It's 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 a new sort of experimenting where I, yeah, I'm I'm trying to sort of find the um because i don't want to i really just want to do how i really feel you know i mean like i don't want to make anything just because Mm -hmm. but like i do want to have i want it to mean something and still have structure and still like so yeah like i'm trying to figure out a way to be comfortable but also like give out the energy and like really yeah like grab people and like but still have like the heavy sampling and shit that I really love, like, and really just keep that. And then like, and go with that a lot more. Cause I really just got this new sampler. Like, so a lot of those beats were just from that. Like I wasn't even really using fruity loops. I don't think. Um, Mm -hmm. I got the SP 404 and yeah, it was just like, I was in a honeymoon with that shit. Cause I had just (laughs) like for so long wanted to like really sample some vinyl, but like, and like and yeah like just just like really flip it in like a in that type of way yeah
1: so i i know you're old school because you called it fruity loops because like yeah. everybody like <laughs> i know everybody calls it like fl studio
0: now. i know right <laughs> damn <laughs> that's is crazy that, is that your go-to uh DAW? yeah that's funny yeah um yeah but fruity loops wow okay I guess I gotta keep saying it now, right? I can't switch <laughs> up. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's that's the main tool, Fruity Loops and the SP four hundred four Roland, and I have a pocket operator as well. Okay. I kind of want to turn. What's, my, the,
1: what's the pocket operator?
0: I want to turn my camera on really quick. Hold on, let me show you this. Okay. I don't know if you can see it.
1: Yeah, that thing is tiny. Yeah.
0: So this is like a mini like sampler,
2: mm-hmm.
0: And you, And, like, it has, like, the pads and it's, like, a little, like, motherboard thing on the back. It's just, like, another sampler. So, like, I can resample from the SP and I can throw it onto this to pitch it down or, like, pitch it up or add an effect. And I'll throw it back in the SP and put the compressor on it and shit. So I've really been, yeah, like, experimenting with new, like, way new shit. Because I have been, like, on Fruity Loops forever. Just straight up laptop fucking beats. Um, right. But yeah, like I kind of like I really love the natural feeling of music. Like I love like. Like, yeah, just like natural, like sound, like I don't even know like if I can describe it, but it just sound like raw.
1: And so uh, you were mentioning uh, your friend who started making techno stuff. Is that yeah. where you were like, no, I'm good. You can you can use that. <laughs> <laughs> <Like,
0: laughs> no, nah, it's just it's it's something that you look back at and like it's it's cool because it's like that's what music is about it's like finding out like what you like like and like what you want to do and like you know what i mean and like maybe in the moment i was like you know man like fuck you dude fuck your hip-hop forever like (laughs) um but now it's like it's dope because like he because really yeah.
1: integrate that into like other forms of music. That's whenever it gets like really exciting, right? Yeah. So the same way that you're kind of like going to these other organic sounds that you might be making like with your sampler, um, you can also, you know, like that's one way to approach it or you can yeah. like, go in the totally opposite way where you're like being more synthetic and like bringing in stuff like EDM and techno mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, yeah, so I, I see what you mean.
0: That's yeah kind of like
1: finding what you like and then kind of definitely share that with everybody else
0: yeah yeah and like it's it's like that comfort you know what i mean like he likes that himself like he likes techno more than that you know what i mean and i could have been fucking with that shit and you know like tried to fucking do all that and and like i like love that type of shit too you know what i mean but it's it's just a comfort like like i'm more comfortable doing this like going into hip-hop and just yeah like this is this is how i love it like yeah
1: so we were just talking about your your beat showcase from a couple years ago you Mm -hmm. just released junk food this year
0: right yeah like
1: in january Mm -hmm. um was were those songs that you were like working on during quarantine or were those like from before
0: so junk food was 90% 90% stuff I had made probably two months to like a month before it came out. Okay. And then I think one beat was just an older beat. Actually, the second half of... No, your,
1: I, I was I was going to say, I was going to ask you about that, but go
0: ahead. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, the second half of your star is so an lose. older beat. Yeah, it's an old, old-ass beat I got.
2: that I can get you, suicide with a pistol when I decided to miss you, cry inside of a tissue,
1: Listening to that for the first time. I heard um uh the the sample, I think it's it's a quest or something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
1: And I was like, hold up, I've heard that before. Yeah. And yeah. And so I went back to Demons, uh, your your album before that. And it's it's the final track as well on, yeah. on Demons. Um, so so what like what does that mean to you that having that symmetry uh for the final track on both of those releases? integrating kind of the same loop
0: yeah it's it's kind of um you know it's it's just poetic in that that's how i like the story to be told you know what i mean i like like in my head like stories you know end with like a fade out or or just like you know like it has like a climax and it kind of has like the downhill sort of aspect and so like
1: yeah
0: i i I'll make all the songs, like, sort of at random, but then, you know, like, as I'm putting them together, I'll try to tell, like, a little bit of a story, you know, and really just give it that touch, too, because cause you can really, like, align it, like, it's, it's, it's dope, even with, like, performances and stuff, too, but, um, yeah, it, it's just, it's cool, because, yeah, like, I want it to seem like a running joke all the time, like, you Know, I mean, like, I've always wanted all my music to sort of be like a line, just like all connected in a way.
1: So, it, it, what am I? Should I interpret the second half of You're a Star to be like the epilogue of the EP? Um, because I feel like it because it, it, yeah. it shifts gears like midway through, right? Like, it, it like mm-hmm. totally changes.
0: Yeah, like, second half of You're a Star to me is like going into the intermission, it's like, oh, okay it's like sort of like, yeah, it's going into, yeah. Cause that song to me is kind of my favorite because it's like, I tried something new. Like I had always sort of wanted to switch a beat in a song like, or, you know what I mean? Because that's like something that'll give you goosebumps and that's something that'll kind of catch you off guard. And like, um, and, like, I've always wanted people to hear that beat, too. Like, I've always thought it was crazy and shit. Like, and so, <laughs> like, it was, like, yeah, like, it felt like an opportunity to sort of, because, like, for you're a star, like, I didn't really have too much to say on it. Like, when I wrote that first verse, I was, like, okay, that's, like, it, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then, so I was, like, okay, well, I can, like, switch the beat and just, like, like you know what I mean? Like, finish yeah. the song out in that way and, and really just keep that organicness to it, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So the in that verse, uh, you say,
2: um play with me, remain with me, with the wall of the pain with me, and change with me. With the flick of the wrist, I cry poetry, chock full of irony entirely. It's what I call anxiety. That's the EP in its entirety. Fire me. Fire me. Fire me.
1: That's what I call anxiety. That's the EP in its entirety. Uh, which I thought was kind of fun that like, at the yeah, end, at the end of the EP, you're just like saying like, Oh, by the way, in case you didn't realize this yeah. is what the whole thing is about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what can you tell me about junk food and its relationship with anxiety?
0: Yeah. It felt so good to say that, like that moment that, because I was just, I was going through a phase where I was like really, going through it with music. I didn't know what I wanted to do with music. I didn't know if I wanted to do it anymore. It felt, it it was, it got to a real, real dark place at one point in the past few months or so. And so, but like, I've really challenged myself with junk food. I was like, look, like I had just got the SP and like, I had just started making beats and it finally was like, (laughs) it pulled me in. Like, you know what I mean? And then like the idea is like, like I started showing the beats to a friend and he's like, yo, like, like you gotta do this. blah blah blah." I'm like, you know what? Like I haven't done shit mad long. Like I really, I'm feeling the vibe like crazy. And then of course I could go on through the process and it's like, it was tough because it's like, I was forcing it in a way. Like I didn't really want to do it, but I felt like I had to prove it to myself. And I like, it just felt important to me to like do a project. Like, it really did. And so it got hard. And then like to say that at the end, um, yeah, it was like like, yeah, like it was dope, but honestly, I was really like, yeah, I was, it was, it was tough in a way too.
1: So earlier yeah. you were talking about like getting through quarantine because you were talking, you you had been talking with your dad, who had like this approach of like you should, you know, work on controlling the things that you can control yeah um was he also talking about music like or did music uh, like for you
0: so he he has an interesting relationship with my music
1: okay
0: like he um he loves it of course you know what i mean because like he's the one that got me into all the hip-hop shit and really like got my ear like the way that it is kind of now through, like the shit that he was telling me to listen to and like recommending to me and so you know and um yeah he used to break dance and shit like he used to pop lock <laughs> like for real he was hip-hop like he was born in 1972 like he was born the year it went down you know right. it's always been like ironic to me like yeah he was like literally born with it um so like he um
1: that is he going to be upset that you used the past tense to talk about breakdance cuz i'm trying sure to do it now
0: um he might be mad that i brought it up i don't think he's embarrassed by it but i don't know like he might feel like he might have to pull out some moves if he heard this exactly yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. he might he yeah. might do that he might be like wait i'll be right back <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry i cut you off you were,
0: were no nah, sort of yeah. Kind of, yeah he um he really wants me to be happy he wants me to be okay he wants things to work for me right like he's my dad he cares so you know what i mean like they think that they know best for you so and sometimes they do sometimes so like a lot of times like he sees music as something that could perhaps be impeding on shit you know what i mean because i'm not fucking two chains or fucking I'm not like Kanye, or no, excuse me. I'm not like ludicrous. How about that? He's like a family friendly rapper, right? <laughs> Um, But yeah, like I'm not like making, I'm not monetizing enough to that level. He's always, for one, been confused by that. He's like, what the fuck? Like, if I were you, like I would have been fucking, you know what I mean? But yeah. in the same breath, it's, yeah. It's just like, yeah, like, it's, it's never shook me because I understand it. You know what I mean? It's never made me feel like, oh, yeah, like him not being totally 100% in what I'm doing. Like, it, like, never made me feel like I should stop. Like, I always respected it, though. You know what I mean? And I get it and I respected it. And I liked it sometimes, like a lot of the times because it, it sort of promotes me to move more. I'm like, well, yeah, like he sees it and tells it how it is. You know what I'm saying? So like, I would trust him to be real about it. You know what I mean?
1: And, and also whenever whenever there's any kind of like figure in your life that disagrees with you about something, um, yeah. it's always great to hear their perspective because sometimes it helps us understand our own perspective better. So for example, if you're talking about like not going out of your way to monetize stuff, if somebody's saying like, hey, why aren't you doing that? That gives you a chance to think like, huh, what? why? why? am I not?
0: doing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right.
1: And, and I feel like that can be like a really helpful way to say like, oh, that just shows like what I prioritize is this versus this. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And I sort of, maybe when I was younger, I didn't take it like that. Right. I was just like, I ain't like, you know, like you don't get it. Like blah, blah, blah. Like I'm trying blah, 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 all this shit. And it's like, you know, yeah. But now like you hear that and it's from someone you can trust, which is always so key, which is really key for me. Like, especially when it comes to critique, I guess, and shit like that. So like, it's something that I observe is like, yeah, like he's being an ally by saying this shit to me, like dead ass. And it took me so long to get that, but now, you know, and, and now, yeah, like I do. And that's why I feel like, I'm, yeah, like, I'm taking another crack at this music shit. Like I've taken numerous cracks, right? Numerous different approaches. You know what I mean? I've taken like breaks and sort of game plan, blah, blah, blah. But this new approach, I'm telling you, I'm selling you something right now. All right. This new kef the Chef shit, this new like mentality I got is definitely, yeah, it's like I have a lot of experience points. Like I got a lot of experience uh, i I got a lot of stuff that I can use right now, and I really feel like yeah if it feels good like it feels like I can't really lose, you know what I mean, because I know so much about it, yeah it's up to me, like how it goes, good, bad, mid like it'll all be up to me, I feel like, and that's Man, something God. that yeah. I was going to say,
1: nice job uh, smuggling in the, uh, uh, the, the subtitle <laughs> the from food. <laughs> that's how it goes. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is um, how it go. This is how it go. <laughs> so, but, I, you know, like, speaking, like, monetization and stuff like that, I feel like mm-hmm. at least somebody who has kind of watched you and listened to your work, you seem to be, even though you are somebody who likes to do it yourself, you know, you talked about, like, making your own beats. I yeah. Feel like you... You definitely see music, especially live, as like a more community-based thing, where it's an yeah. opportunity to share with other people. Um,
0: wow, that's really. I'm really happy that you see that because it's it could be hard to see, right? Like seeing as like rapper, producer, engineer, da da da. But yeah, no, nah, dude. To me, it's yeah. Like I really I just I've, love I've that. Never
1: seen. I've never seen you like. Talk bad about anybody, or you know, like. I guess what I <laughs> yeah. say is that like sometimes, like you know, I I follow a bunch of musician like social yeah. media accounts, and there are some people who like they only promote themselves. You know, like if there's mm-hmm. somebody, if there's something that they're doing, they'll promote it. But otherwise, they they just don't. You know. Yeah. But you're almost the exact opposite, where it's like you go out of your way to like help champion other people who are up and coming or that yeah. you know that are old friends. Um. And and I think for me, that's why, like, when I listen to music, I think about that community aspect of it, because it's it feels like you care about, like, other people also being heard, if that makes sense.
0: Well, yeah, because it's like, how can I not? Like, that was me. That still is me. And, like, more than anything, it's like, I really believe in music in itself, and I believe, like, that it can only help, like, mm-hmm like because you're right like it's it's so funny like i couldn't imagine like talking bad about somebody like in the music <laughs> like that's just weird shit like because it's not like that's totally not the point to me like mm-hmm. especially you know being in connecticut being in this like sort of smaller place it's not small right it's be humongous but it's like yeah. like it's important i think to me it's just something that I, it's, it's weird. It's like somebody, it, it feels like something that I have to do because I know, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's in my heart. It's weird. Like it wasn't, it's not like I'm doing it because I feel like I'm getting something or I'm doing it because like, right. it just feels like natural. And I really do believe in these people. And i really like, I love to see people like, doing dope especially people that I know like that's just really dope and it inspires me that's the one thing I legit get inspired see like you're saying yeah like people see shit and they're like blah 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 but like like I see that type of shit and it really yeah it inspires me I love to see that shit because it's like there's so much bullshit going on in the world and I have crazy ass anxiety and like it's it's like I love these peaks away from that and sometimes like seeing people do dope shit with music and being able to help people with music and like you know what i'm saying just yeah helping to be a part of the circuit like that's fucking dope like i like i've like always like loved that feeling and like i would love to be like just involved in that way like even if i wasn't rapping or producing i would love to just do shows or do something like i just love the whole scene like i love the underground the diy i love that shit like it's crazy so
1: is that where the quest presents comes in
0: yeah so and that's the quest shit sort of started yeah it started with my homie that i went to high school with actually who's from brooklyn uh dj fife and shit and that was like the whole idea behind that though was that yeah it's just like i wanted to like help people and like I feel like this is so dope. Like, you know what I mean? I like went to crunch Shots, and I'm like, all right, someone's got to see this shit. Like people need to be like, like this is dope. I would love to share this. I would love to show people that this is like here. Like, dude, check this out. Like you're talented. This like, dude, like let's go. I, I guess I was trying to monetize, but like, I didn't even know what monetize meant at that time. Hell no. Right. I didn't even know what that word meant. I swear. <laughs> so like, I didn't even know it but i was just really trying to put my friends on and really like really yeah like sharing like i i, I really wanted to share this shit
1: one more thing about junk food before we we because mm-hmm. i, I want to ask you about a couple of other things too yeah. um you kind of re-released this with the physical copy that has bonus tracks on it mm-hmm. um what are those bonus tracks because they don't show in Bandcamp.
0: so the bonus tracks are I I actually was playing the CD yesterday for somebody um the bonus tracks do I want to tell you I can describe them you can
1: you can tease it if you want yeah that way you don't have to like okay yeah you don't have to reveal the mystery so I will
0: tell you that they are some songs that I used to have on SoundCloud that I took down for whatever reason and but I still have in that yeah are dope as fuck songs that aren't online. Like none of these bonus track songs are online anymore, but they are still fucking fire and like gems, <laughs> like gems, like dead ass.
1: Yeah. So what is uh before before you dropped junk food, you had like these singles that were like titled Supra. Super mm. battle opera yeah, yeah yeah was that part of a different project or was that like
0: so that was like yeah it was this sort of the beginnings of me trying to find like musical definition again mm-hmm. and like around that time i was really into this like fighting game called um street fighter third strike right and they used to have this tournament right it's this tournament where it's like three on three teams and it's like at the arcade cabinets and it's called Super Battle Opera. And I was like, that's fucking insane. Like that's the coolest <laughs> shit ever. Yeah. And um, yeah, and like, and I was really intrigued by that aesthetic and it sort of like lended itself to me. Yeah, just trying to like have fun with it. And that was a, like a way for me to like use something I liked and just, yeah, like just give it like a musical definition.
1: I feel like those like tracks are, are pretty playful. Um, yeah I feel like in one of them like you you start talking about Winslow from Cat Dog is that right yeah yeah
0: yeah (laughs) see now that line I I think about I don't even know if that line is I'm like is this corny or not I I go back and forth because it's not not, right but like it's just like is it like I could understand if someone was like okay are you really rapping about Cat Dog I would be like (laughs) okay fair enough because I call people out on shit like that but
1: yeah but honestly, but it's, so it's a
0: bar. it's a bar
2: yeah
0: I can live with cat dog while you're winslow. First <laughs> of all, I took that whole Kanye like verse. too many Urkos on your team while you wins low. yeah, and I kind of switched it up.
1: Yes is that something mm-hmm. that you plan to, to like come back to like the super battle? Office yes
0: series? no yeah, that's definitely something that I'm gonna use um again before I drop my next project. We're gonna get some more. Super battle operas.
1: Okay, good. <laughs>
0: Give you some more teasers and shit, for sure.
1: Um,
0: some more yeah. cat dog. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we got to, let's see, I'm what else was was around that era? Was that like, Hey Arnold? Um, yeah,
0: a cat dog was... Sort of. It was like a few years. It was like Angry Beavers. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you remember that shit. Oh, yeah. 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 Daggett and Norm. Yeah. I remember yes. That. Angry Beavers <laughs> was, yo, staying home from school and watching Angry Beavers was <laughs> like an experience, yo. They used to go through some <laughs> shit.
1: <laughs> they were they not shit. as angry as you might expect, though.
0: I yeah, right. But. It was well, a little misleading, but... <laughs> <laughs> so
1: the first track on Junk Food uh, is GG EZ, which is mm-hmm. obviously uh, video game parlour, right? Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, we make rules. Lunch table talk. Yeah, we take food. Mm, yeah, great dude. Wow. Teach kids, even though we hate school. Deja no, deja vu no. Another whack rapper on my radar while when I see him uh? she got on my dad hat. isn't it a miracle maybe everyone plays get picked like marials no one ask her and fit up on a center and she present about theball rather man a word than I'm in a man a board boy then's a different candidate. So what games are you playing right now
0: what games am I playing right now I am playing League of Legends of course okay. who's,
1: who's your main who's your main
0: my main is Swain okay I'm a Swain main. I'm a scumbag support Swain, um, because my AD suck. So I always have to do damage, and I like playing the map though. So I jungle or I support, but okay, it's usually support. Um, and I've been playing Guilty Gear Strive. It's like a fighting game. Mm-hmm. Fucking sick. I love fucking fighting games. Um, what else? guilty good i was playing wow for a little bit i got into wow over quarantine like yeah i like fucking just got like level 50 in like fucking day or two honestly i was grinding it
1: yeah i was gonna say i, I saw you you had some story where-, where like i saw that on the screen and i was like hey that's wow um yeah are yeah you- are you rolling alliance or horde because this is i should have asked this at the very beginning i know
0: you know it's crazy i was getting my my vaccine shot, and the doctor was talking to me about video games, right? <laughs> and then I said, Wow. And then we're talking about, Wow. And she asked me that, and it got awkward, bro. I didn't know how to answer oh. it. I was like, Wow, this is like yeah. weird. And I said, um, I said Alliance, and she was like, Okay. Okay. So, so. whenever you said, that,
1: <laughs> you said that, is that because that's not what you actually are? Or are no, you actually I am.
0: Are you? I am Alliance, oh. but I just have a friend who like doesn't talk to me because of that like
1: (laughs) see so i when i played i was alliance as well Mm -hmm. and that's the thing about people on the horde man they like they take it seriously and they they
0: take it yo they judge you for real he's like yo (laughs) you got to make a new account right now i'll give you all the items (laughs) blah 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 i'm like dude i'm chilling like (laughs) Stormwind is great bro relax i love this (laughs) um and I'm a,
1: I'm a Sona main. That's my, that's
0: my main Oh, legends. okay.
1: Got to Got to be healing.
0: Yes. Um, you gotta be playing that song. <laughs> yeah. Yo. You got that I, DJ Sona.
1: I did. So like, it's, it's kind of a funny story. Like those, uh, um, I don't play League of legends as much as I used to. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but, uh, I had those like, a a death in the family. And I was like, really bummed out. And I was like, yeah. you know what, I can't afford this DJ Sona shit, but, this is a good excuse. Right. So like I, I bought it, um, even though it was like overpriced or whatever,
0: um,
1: to get me out of that funk.
0: That's so funny that you say that I did literally (laughs) probably the same thing. Like (laughs) I was like in a real low place and I was like, you know what, I'm going to just buy a skin right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And and I, I got that skin thinking that like, I read the description and it made it sound like you could play your own music so that you could like Uh, put in custom.
0: (coughs) Yeah. That would have been tight. That, yeah. that would have been tight but i still think it's cool like anytime someone yeah. has dj tona i'm like in all chat like yo turn that shit up like
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and if it was custom people would abuse the hell out of
0: it oh so, yeah that's <laughs> like um have you heard of the new um one her name is like seraphine have you heard of seraphine
1: i don't think that i have
0: she's actually like pretty much like like almost like carbon copy of sona Mm-hmm. And she stands on this platform, and she hovers on a platform with a mic stand, and she just sings. So, like, it's sick. Oh, yeah. It's funny.
1: That's basically what you do, though, right? Like, you go to Art Street Tavern, you stand on a platform. Yeah. And,
0: and you, I and float you around. I use abilities. I flash in there. You know what I mean? Ignite real quick. Let it so go.
1: For... The- the song Savage.
0: Yeah. On junk food.
1: What is that sample?
2: Insert yours hair. Personally, I let them think once the short hair. Yeah, right. I'm getting bored here. Please give me something to do. Cold, there's a word with it, but it's nothing to you. Like, like, like I got something to prove. Talk to me like I ain't got nothing to lose. And I got company,
0: too. That's- what is that sample? Yeah, the I got to get of it. Back to you. But the meat of it's all a sample, though. It's all one. Yeah, it's all one loop. It's from some rock song. I'll get back to you on it. Um, But yeah, it was like I heard it and I felt like I wanted to like mosh out. I was like, yo, I want to throw something <laughs> like I felt like, yeah, it, it really like charged me up
1: yeah because what you've done with it is like i think you may have slowed it down a little bit and looped it yeah like it's such a great feeling um i was gonna ask about your day job because I oh you, you do education right
0: yeah yeah so um all types like now i'm doing pc tech stuff like but um yeah like i've always sort of had a knack for sort of like working with kids i feel like In a way, it's very difficult. There's a lot of factors. Like, we could talk for hours about this, but I will say that I will leave you with this, that there are, like, tons, tons of great people working in the system. It's really, it's beautiful. And I want people to believe in it and don't be, like, bothered by all this shit that sort of gets in the way of public education, especially in Bridgeport, being, like, what it like should be quote unquote compared to districts that are what like less than half a mile away right (laughs) it's crazy
1: i feel like uh you you don't seem jaded or burned out by it because i know like teaching Mm -hmm. and working education is so stressful you got to be like on all the time um yeah. it can burn you out real easy. But I feel like every now and again you have like some story about like something the kids said that's always like
0: Yeah, oh, no, I've <laughs> it's really it's it's crazy. It's 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 a mix of everything, right? Yeah, because it's like the heartwarming stuff is is crazy. And then it's moments like where like you gotta call it like, the security guard and shit. Because these kids are fucking going at it and shit in class, just right in front. Like I'm trying to teach, and these kids are like throwing hands and shit you know like it's it's yeah. crazy and it's like and you
1: can't do anything right like you no
0: i mean i can't no i can't like go in there and like like i'm not gonna not do anything like i'm gonna try but like i am gonna call security like yeah if yeah. it
1: if, if, if was, like, was actually like a physical harm you would get involved but like yeah 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 yeah
0: but like i'm gonna use my resources too which is something that goes into what I first said, like all the good people working and stuff, there's a lot of teamwork and shit. And there's a lot that goes into it. And it, it's a little bit like underappreciated, um, yeah. And it's doesn't really burn you out. Is that like, if your heart is in it, and if you really are, you know, really like believe in what's going on there and like, and really like, you know, care care about the shit going on it's it makes it easier but i also haven't been doing it for long enough so maybe like i will get burned out from this shit to be honest but um and i do see that too because it's it's just like anything right but it's especially emotional sometimes Mm. um but it's dope i love it i i'm actually going to grad school for music ed Congratulations. Um, That's very exciting. But I'm really just hoping to learn some music real quick and get the fuck out of there, (laughs) right? Like, hopefully I'll be, like, touring, you know, like, midway through the semester and shit.
1: I got one more question for you. Are you ready Mm -hmm. for this question? Yeah. It's multiple parts. So we are going to find out today, you are Kef the Chef, but what kind of chef are you? Uh, I have a quiz here.
0: Oh, okay. Wow. Really? Okay. I'm ready for this. Let's do this.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, so, the first question that I have here is what kind of restaurant would you want to work in? And I have a couple of different options. Would you rather work in a gastropub, a fancy fine dining restaurant, a diner, a food truck, a classic steakhouse, or only pop up
0: restaurants? Hmm. Honestly, can I pick two? Or you uh, have to pick one. I'll pick one because I because I I have one that I have to pick. I would say a food truck.
1: Okay.
0: Um, uh, I I like I okay because I like diner type of experience, right? I like line cooking. I did a little bit of that. At, I don't know if this counts, but Panera Bread it does count. I was because. making food at Panera. Like, I was making sandwiches and soup and shit, salads, um. And, yeah, like, I like the rush, sort of, but a diner seems, I I don't know, seems a little bit weird. But I do like traveling and, like, serving food. That sounds dope. That I actually would love to do that.
1: I feel like a food truck is, like, uh, it's much more casual. I feel like you get to have these interesting relationships with your customers.
0: Yeah, and you can get really unique with the food you serve, like, Really, like you can have like a niche like menu and like like you don't have to use too many ingredients and shit. I feel like.
1: What was your second choice gonna be? Because you said you had two.
0: Yeah, my second choice. Um, I was gonna say fine dining. I've always wanted to be like a waiter, like a really dope, like fucking fancy ass, like real, like real, like eloquent, like you know what I mean, like wearing like a like a black, like. Button up shirt with my sleeve rolled up and shit, like my curled up mustache and shit. <laughs> like, you're, you're
1: not even taking notes. Like you yeah you're telling you what you what what they're yep. doing and you got it like without even writing it down.
0: Honestly, right? I just got like my eyes closed and I'm just like, all right, I'll be right back.
1: <laughs> all right. Second question. What would you wear on your head in the kitchen? Would you rather wear a classic and fancy chef hat, you know, like the the kind of white weird yeah hats. a, a bandana a baseball hat a skull cap a hairnet or you don't need a hat
0: wow okay so i can't i can't be the sweaty dude with the bandana on <laughs> i can't be that dude who's been working there for too long <laughs> I, I gotta be um i would wear a dad hat i wear like a backwards dad hat or like I would switch it around a lot, but I, w- I would probably just have my dad hat backwards and just like, yeah. All right. What's up? <laughs>
1: Question number three, what chef coat would you wear? Would you rather, there's only four options here. Uh, would you rather wear a classic white chef coat, the black chef coat, the red chef coat, or no coat, just a shirt and an apron?
0: Okay. So, you ever seen like iron chef oh yeah you ever seen that shit okay so i gotta go with the red i feel like the red chef suit is like you're like fucking elite like that's like (laughs) the one to watch like he's like he's crazy you know what i mean like he's like (laughs) got the michelin stars (laughs) and shit this guy is like the one like (laughs) like yeah Yeah, like
1: you you see anybody in like a classic coat and they could just be like students you know what i mean yeah yeah you see somebody with a black chef coat and you're like okay that guy yeah like okay like
0: he gets it like all the stains on the thing why are you wearing the white okay he gets it
1: but the red yeah that's like oh they're showing off now you know Nah, yeah
0: he (laughs) they are like yeah they are somebody yeah like fucking just make it just like judging everybody yeah like judging uh, everything everybody like.
1: what are you keeping in your coat pocket are you keeping a sharpie a thermometer a tasting spoon or plating tweezers so you can organize like the, the plate
0: Ooh, i didn't even <laughs> know that was a thing <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm gonna have uh damn probably a pen or a sharpie like a sharpie would be cool but i feel like it's not as good like you know what i mean like i might have to write on like a little receipt or sign and then like those shits can smudge i love sharpies though like that's my favorite fucking writing utensil of all time I'm sure i'm not the only one right it's a fucking sharpie but like yeah yeah i'm i'm, I'm a big sharpie fan
1: so you like you like to leave a permanent mark is, is what
0: I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to. Um, I like how it has like the different sort of like ways you can use it. Like you can get like the light tip if you're real light with it, or you kind of press it in. Yeah,
1: It's
0: nice.
1: Next question: What catchphrase would you be using? Would you? These are stupid, <laughs> but, uh, would you use? Make it swanier. I
0: don't know if that's okay. Swanier, yeah. Uh,
1: it needs salt. Mm. Hot behind, yes, chef. I need a runner or 86 to see bass.
0: Hmm, probably 86 to see bass. I think, <laughs> I think because that's just like, like, that's such a good catchphrase. Like, you walk in the room, and you're just like 86 to see bass. They're like, everybody oh. breaks into applause. Yeah. There you go. That's kept the chef <laughs> like, talking about nothing.
1: Uh, What would your favorite station to work in the kitchen be? Would you rather Mm -hmm. work at the grill station, the cold station where you're managing the, uh, the veggies, the fry station, or the dessert station?
0: Say it one more time for me.
1: The grill station? Yeah. The cold station where you're like messing with the veggies, the fry station, or the dessert station?
0: Um... I would probably say I want to work the grill. Did you say the grill? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I I, really, like, that's my sort of dream. I've always, like, I hate the food industry because I feel like you got to kind of know somebody to get in. Like, you can't just be a chef, but, like, people just be doing that shit. And I was always so sad that, like, yo, I'm, like, a born a chef. Like, like why does no one look at me and be like, yo, like. Yeah, dude, like, you're the one, dude, like, come flip these burgers and do this shit. Like, I'm ready for that shit, dude. I I like, I take my time with cooking, like, like, especially with all the fucking materials and shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's when you can get dope.
1: So you you like cooking?
0: I do like cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: so Kef the Chef is not just, like, a play on words. It's, like, you actually do like to cook.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is a play on words. Like, because I, like, it's like the same shit, you know what I mean? But I do be cooking up the fucking beats and shit, first of all, right? (laughs) And then, though, but also, like, when I was in seventh grade, right, my grandmother bought me, like, pots and pans and, like, a chef hat for my fucking birthday. Like, that I was, was on very, it. <laughs> very sweet, yeah. yeah. right? It was really dope. Like, I was really, I love to cook. I, like, love that shit. I would, like, wear my hat and, like, make pancakes and shit. Like, for real. That's why I, I actually loved working at Panera, but it was just, like, I wanted more. I was like, this is, like, it's close. So
1: you, you have the symmetry of, of your name and the now, mm-hmm. right? So, Kef and Chef. Yeah. You, you, you cook up the beats yes and you deliver the meals with hip-hop for the homeless
0: yes absolutely right <laughs> back to back to back i fucking love that shout out to joey bats that whole thing is like yeah like that's the type of shit that'll get you inspired like if that doesn't get you inspired like you know what i mean yeah what yeah, what did that can last
1: year it was like what six states or something like that
0: yeah oh man yeah and he even did like the online one which was fucking just sick. I went and recorded um, a little set out in Hartford. Actually, he did it on. I think he did it on Facebook. It, it was. It was. It was. It was dope. Yeah, he's he's an inspiration. Like one day, I definitely would love to do some like shit like that. Yeah.
1: Final because... question to find out what kind of chef you are. What would your <laughs> signature dish be? Would your signature dish be? A 100% Kobe beef burger with a homemade brioche bun. Would it be a marinated beet salad with whipped goat cheese? Mm. Would it be a classic patty melt? A chilled vegetable soup with liquid nitrogen? Wow. Classic roast chicken with potatoes? Or would it be fresh handmade pasta in a variety of colors and shapes?
0: Mm. My signature dish? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to say the nitrogen, but that sounds dangerous as hell. (laughs) I I, like don't want to be liable for that shit. I think like I would say a burger because that's what I fucking love. Right. But is that like your signature dish? I don't know. Like, I think I think the brioche bun is good. Right. I feel like that makes it like fancy, makes it fancy. Yeah.
1: I thought you might say like the kef shallot or something like that.
0: <laughs> Yo, I was thinking about that beet salad because low key, I fuck with beet salad. That shit sounds blazing as fuck. Like, I kind of want that now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the results are in. Uh, your pro chef is the fine dining chef. Here's what it has to say uh, If you were a chef, you would be covered in tattoos of cleavers, whisks, and pork cuts and you carry a pair of plating tweezers on you at all time, uh, your favorite thing to say is when you work with the best ingredients, everything you add to them is just taking away from their natural beauty.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's it. Especially the tattoos. That like, <laughs> yes. I would have a big tattoo of a hand like right on my chest.
1: <laughs> all right, Kev. Thank you so much uh, for, for talking with us today.
0: Yeah, I mean, thank you for having me. This was incredible. I I felt like this was this was this was so nice. It was nice talking to you. Honestly,
1: thank you so much to Kef for taking time out of his day to talk with me. You can find his EP Junk Food on Bandcamp and his music on Spotify and all the usual places. You can find him on social media too. He's probably most active on Instagram at. Big Hungry Bitch. I know that's a funny name, and if you don't believe me, if you think that I'm lying, you can search for it right now uh, so you can see that I'm telling the truth. He's got a gig at Pianos in New York City on the Lower East Side coming in September as well, so make sure to follow him for more updates. In this episode, we mentioned a Crunch House show, and I'm very happy to inform you that that show was awesome. Uh, For proof of that show and how awesome it was, you can check our YouTube channel where we have a clip of You're a Star played live. You can find more Connecticut music at ctversus.com, including a giant event calendar of our upcoming gigs. We're going to play this episode out with Kef's track, Promises. Uh, That is a, I think, SoundCloud exclusive right now. So thank you for listening.
2: Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. I made a promise to myself I was gonna get some help I was gonna get healthy, get healthy, yeah, I made a promise to myself, but I didn't get no help, now I hope that you can help me, you can help me, but just, just wait, just have a little pain. I cannot complain, no, no one else to blame, I no. I roll up that shaming, then I like that flame.